Let's talk about ISIS in India. India and Sri Lanka are likely to be under threat with the terror group ISIS turning its attention to the Indian Ocean region. I can, I, I, I can say that on record, ISIS is a threat because it, it is their mess, it is their vacuum which they left in Iraq. A resident of Kerala who moved to Syria to fight for ISIS. I think the Islamic State has managed to evolve the act of terrorism a fair bit. One of the things that was overwhelming was the sheer volume of money that the group was making. was influenced by ISIS. But later on, after talking to her, after like repeatedly talking to her, she was like out of it. She was she didn't have any interest in joining ISIS or have any sympathy towards them. In 2018, ISIS may have been on the brink of collapse in Syria, but in South Asia, they were just getting started. Up until that point, ISIS seemed like it wasn't that interested or successful in India. India's then Home Minister Rajnath Singh even said that ISIS had, quote, failed in India despite the country's large Muslim population, end quote. He may have spoken too soon. In August of 2018, the NIA arrested two men in Hyderabad for, quote, ISIS-related online activity and for attempting to travel to Syria to join ISIS, end quote. In 2018, the Pune police maintained Sadia had been successfully de-radicalized. But what does that even mean? And how effective is de-radicalization? I guess that depends on who you ask. To some, like journalist Pratik Goyal, it's an imperfect but well-intentioned endeavor. I don't know about, uh, like, uh, cannot tell about the whole India, but yes, I know, uh, like, because this whole campaign start, uh, started when I was here. So it was with a nice, definitely a nice intention. There's no doubt about it. That they, they really want to do something good. But uh, like as they said, this uh, Sadia thing also. Police also uh, said they also like declared this she has been de-radicalized. While others, like former police officer Barge, believe de-radicalization works. It's just not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. See, you cannot uh, do the standard process, SOP, you can say the standard operational process. Uh, because um, Maharashtrian culture is different. If you go to Kolkata, Kolkata culture is different. If you go to Sri Lanka, culture is different. And the propaganda style is also everywhere different. So this way, the whatever situation you are facing in the field, you have to take decisions regarding that. But critics like Kabir Taneja are less optimistic. Okay, so there are de-radicalization programs in India. Uh, I've done some basic studies on them, and from my fairly rudimentary understanding right now, most of them are, f are fluff. In recent years, ISIS may have been on the back foot in the Middle East, but it's garnering more and more headlines in Asia. From the invasion of Marawi in the Philippines to the establishment of the Islamic State Khorasan Province, or ISKP, in Afghanistan, to the Sri Lanka bombings of 2019, it seems like the Islamic State is making its way closer and closer to India's doorstep. That was just a sneak peek because this episode is behind a paywall. If you want to hear the entire episode and more amazing podcasts like Let's Talk About and NL Hafta, subscribe to News Laundry. Support independent media, support News Laundry.